All right, cue intro music. <laughs> this is episode two of the uh, lockdown edition. Bruce, welcome back. We're so happy to have you here. Yes. Um, Thank, thanks for having me back. I, I, the, the first time we had you, you were actually just saying we, we had a, a lengthy discussion about Zoe. Um, so if you're not familiar with that, we'll link to the uh, to the original series of podcasts. They're part one and part two. Bruce, you're, where do we find you today? Where, where well, are you uh, in the world now? Yeah, I, so I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I do have some new news, so I thought the, the podcast would be a great way to get it out. Um, the, um, and, and I guess I'll, I'll summarize and then we can drill down a little bit into each topic. Sure. So, you know, Zoe is an open source project for ZOS. Um, I guess new news number one is we announced in February, actually at Share, something that we called the Active Long Term Support Release, and we okay. and, and we can spend some time on 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 what that really means. Um, the other piece of new news is um, some some reorgs of the squads. I think we talked a little bit last time. Um, about how Zoe, the open community, is organized so that there's a little new news there. And then the third topic, um, and and this is an IBM piece of news, is um, Zoe being open source, um, similar to Linux, right? You, you may have one or more vendors that have distributions of the open source and that's the third piece of news is is ibm uh has announced and made available the ibm z distribution for zoe so there's some options for customers or isvs or system integrators whoever want to be able to get the software from ibm as opposed to going to zoe.org and and i can explain a little bit uh, more about that distribution. Um, you know, this is something uh, Broadcom has a distribution that they market under Brightside, under the brand name Brightside, and now IBM has a distribution, and we can talk uh, some more about what that means. To me, it, okay. it, to, to me in general, it's goodness, right? It shows um, uh, enterprise being able to get enterprise software from their vendor of choice and not always having to go to the open community. So anyway, right. those, those are my three items. We can kind of take okay. them in those order. Now, who knows? Maybe we'll extend out to more. Um, hey, Chris, um, I had a, I had a, I had a crazy idea for the lockdown series. What do you think about having like a, like a mini like game show or quiz show for our, uh, for our guests? I love quiz shows. I love yeah. game shows. Um, okay. Secretly, I've always wanted to be a host of one of those two. So, yeah. uh, yep. Let's do it. All right. Okay. I, I hope I can pass this test. So, Chris, can you cue the um, can you cue the music? Can you cue the game show music? Cue game show music. Okay, great. All right, welcome back, folks, uh, for another sh- for another uh, welcome back, folks, for another episode of uh, qu- <laughs> quizzes with Chris and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get the order right, man. You might have to try that again. Okay, welcome back for another episode of quizzes. <laughs> welcome back for another episode of quizzes with Chris and Chris. We're here with Bruce Armstrong, Armstrong talking about Zoe. All right, Bruce. Uh, question number one: 
Zoe is open source software licensed under what public license? Ooh, EPL 2.0. Oh, that is correct. Can we get a little ding, ding, ding? Bruce, that's absolutely correct. And actually, you went ahead and uh, answered the bonus points question, version 2.0. So good for you. So that's actually question one and two. All right. Uh, question three. Can you name the three primary technologies of the Zoe open source project? Ah. Yeah. API mediation layer. That's correct. The, the I'll call it the app framework, sometimes t um, described as the web UI. And That's then correct. The CLI, command line interface. That is correct. You got all three correct. Good oh, job, good. Oh, good. All right, moving on. So question number four. IBM, this is a true or false question, okay? IBM Z distribution for Zoe is zero cost software. True. Oh, beautiful. Um, actually, so this is this is this is going to be a tricky one because this occurred in the past. But what was the availability date for this distribution? Oh, uh, March sixth, I think it was. What year? Oh, we, we need we need the year. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty judges. Is that is that correct? That is correct. You got that right. Bruce. Good job. Thanks. All right. Last question. Is there a money back guarantee? I believe technically, yes. In the mm -hmm. announcement letter, it says money back guarantee. Now, the fact that it's zero cost, I'm not too sure how we cut the check, but uh, I'll, I'll say yes. That's correct. Thank you. That is correct. Yep. Now, I do want to give a little preview for when we talk about the IBM distribution for Zoe is the license cost for the mm -hmm. code is zero charge, but there is an optional service and support that is chargeable. And that's part of what makes this of interest to our customers and, and software vendors and such in that IBM could, for a fee, provide support of this open source software. Got so it. a little teaser there of what we'll talk yeah. about in, in topic three. Okay. All right. So Bruce, you did fantastic. You answered all the questions you went above and beyond. Chris, what does he win for today's, for today's uh, quiz show? Pack a Trident gum and uh, some expired coupons to Subway. Congratulations, Ooh, Bruce. Good job. Good job, Bruce. Great job. All right. All right. So uh, let's take it back to the top. So the three topics that I had, uh, one was a, um, LTS or, uh, I mean, so I, uh, let me, let me clarify maybe you, so I read that um, it's, it's more appropriately active LTS. Is that, is that? Yes. And it's, and, and this can be your quiz show question for the next time we do this. <laughs> okay. So, so if um, I, I think uh, the zoe.org website by the time this recording is published should be updated so people can go to zoe.org and get all the details on this terminology but i'll, I'll kind of give you a, a high level summary um and and these terms are actually terms that the node.js community uses and i'll be quite honest the, the zoe community kind of borrowed them uh, for use with our own project as well. But think of it as uh, a open source goes through, in our case, we're saying three 
kind of phases. And the first phase is what we just call current, right? And this, okay. yep. this is where I'll say uh, the, the developers in the open community are, you know, experimenting, you know, working with the code. What kind of interface are we going to provide here or there? You know, and I, I, I'm, I, I'd like to say it's a little bit more than experimental, but it is possibly restructuring the code. The point mm-hmm. is when you're in the current phase, the open community is saying, hey, this is work in progress. Okay. This, this ain't quite ready. The, you know, the cake quite isn't baked yet for you to per, per, put this in a production environment, let's say. Gotcha. The okay. second phase is what we call active long-term support. And, okay. and that's what we declared in February with the Zoe release, uh, version one, release nine. I have it memorized. And this is where th- we say, I'll, I'll say the cake is baked, that you can use this code. Now, um, th- there's a couple aspects to this, right? One is, however, we're going to keep making enhancements on this code going forward. So um, that's the active part of active LTS. So so in the future, we're still cranking out releases and we're going to put out enhancements. So anybody is free to consume this. What we say is we're not going to change any of the interfaces that you as consumers might be using. So you can bet on this code, but just realize we're going to support what's there. But at the same time, we're making enhancements as we go. All right. The th- okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to ask. So that so that means that, I mean, what it boils down to for our enterprise customers is that whether you're in at the ground floor and have been supporting Zoe since its inception and the, you know, the Zoe, the open mainframe project and all that, or if you're just thinking about getting into it, support's going to work for everybody. Right. And, and, and that's the significance of active LTS is the open community. And like I say, you can go to the website and get all the, all the verbiage, but it says active LTS says, we're going to support this level of code. We're not going to introduce breaking changes. And then we go on to say this code will be supported and we say for at least two years. So for those enterprise customers or for software vendors that are writing on Zoe, this is a level of the code that you can bet on for at least two years. Now, that's huge. The active LTS in IBM speak you know, IBM has its set of terminology. We would we would take the same concept and call it continuous delivery, where we're saying you can bet on this code. We're supporting it and making enhancements. In IBM speak, that's continuous delivery. In the open community, we call it active LTS. And then the third phase, just to round out the story here, there will come a time when we declare maintenance LTS. And it is at that point in time where we're saying, we're just gonna do fixes. So imagine in this two year window, and we're kind of 
I'll say guessing, it may be a year to 18 months from now, we're going to say, okay, we're done with active LTS. We're going to declare this maintenance LTS. You still have support, but the code that we're delivering is fixes only from that period on. And guess what? We may then start a new version of Zoe. And it's at the new version boundary that if we have found a reason to introduce breaking changes or change the architecture, whatever, we'll then go back to having a current release, right? So this is where we're going into an experiment experiment phase, let's say, and saying, you know, customers and software, you know, be aware, we've changed something and you may need to pay attention to those changes. And then the cycle kind of starts again. We'll go gotcha. through current active LTS maintenance LTS. Okay. All right. Sorry for the long explanation, but that's no, that's it, kind it, of the news, right? Is the fact yeah. you got some code that you can bet on for the next couple of years that's been released. Okay, that's huge. Um, so we've got the current active LTS and maintenance are the three phases, I think. Yes. Um, so I found, I, I, you know, all the stuff is openly available on your GitHub. So there's actually some, I don't know if it was the Zoe Leadership Council, the meeting minutes, a lot of the stuff is in here. So there's like actually a little diagram. Yes. Um, which I, I guess it, as of as of today, it's not on the, it's not on the website yet. Um, yes. But, we, it, but it will be. Yes. We just approved putting all this because it's not just telling this story, right? Because people want to know, well, okay, if I'm in maintenance LTS, mm -hmm. you know, what is your guy's definition of a fix that should be fixed, yeah, right? Yeah. So that there'll be some verbiage out there that talks about it. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very clean. It's very nice. It's uh, easy to see. Um, so can't wait until it's on the website. So I guess something else that I didn't mention in the overview, and let me just slip it in here. Okay. Zoe has something that we call a conformance program, and this is where the software that um, exploits Zoe can get a little conformance badge saying that, you know, they're, they're I'll use the term well-behaved when they run on Zoe and, you know, use the proper interfaces and everything. I guess something that is worth noting is with the declaration of active LTS, we we are also making changes to the Zoe conformance program. We had a conformance program that was labeled 2018 or 20, yeah, 2019. Um, we're, we've revamped that conformance program. The process is still the same. Vendors fill out a form. They self-declare that they make use of these uh, inter the proper interfaces and such, but we will have a Zoe version one conformance program and the badge, rather than reflecting a year, we'll just say Zoe version one. So that's something else that you'll see, and that should already be on the on the uh, Zoe.org site is the new conformance program and the slightly updated badge to say, hey, with LTS, uh, new conformance criteria and vendors are able to um, get the new badge. Okay, so that's the vendors and then their applications that will run on Zoe is what it, you're saying. It, exactly, and if you remember okay. right, there's conformance for REST APIs and the mediation layer. There's conformance for having 
an app in the in the Zoe desktop, and then there's apps for the CLI plugins. So you guys, you, you know, you guys might as already, you know, be writing your code. You're going to be experts on this. You might as well start earning the Chris and Chris Zoe badge. That's true. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's a series of questions, each increasingly harder than the last <laughs> that you have to answer. But this time they end with a badge instead of a pack of Trident gum and an expired <laughs> Subway <laughs> yeah. coupon. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So you had, you had, uh, there were two more topics that you, that you were, the, the next one, the next one was squad changes. And again, I read some more about this. I'm not sure if it's, it revolves around the, the yeah, so, CLI changes, IDE changes. Yeah. So, before we get into that, sure. can we just get one more quick rundown of how that breakdown works with squads and um, you know the you organization? Bet. You bet. So um, I think I mentioned before that that Zoe, the open community, is very committed to agile programming processes and such. Um, so our use of the term squad is really that group of people that are developing the code in this particular case, right? We've talked about CLI, uh, API mediation layer, the web desktop. So imagine that each of those technologies that are being delivered have a group of people. It might be, I don't know, think of it in terms of between 10 and 15 people. And I'm making up that number just because a squad may vary in size, depending upon who's interested, contributes the code, you know, and wants to get involved. So think of Zoe as these collections of teams, each with different areas of, of, of specialty. So the 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 additional new news and and for your listeners who have been watching the the CLI squad. And this is an example of what's great about uh, open source. Um, there is an, a free IDE that's out there, um, you know, pioneered by Microsoft called Visual Studio. And that IDE itself allows a set of plugins, right? So hopefully, especially your next gen listeners, it's very likely whether they learned it in school or picked it up along the way, Visual Studio is very popular as an IDE. First of all, being free, you can't beat the price. Um, but it, it is, you know, a multi-window uh, kind of desktop where you have an explorer bar you have where you can issue commands to VS um, code itself. You have a, a, a window where you can issue. And, and guess what? How this all got started was people were interested in using the Zoe CLI to issue commands to the ZOS environment. And, and was, you know, said, hey, that's cool. What are other ways that we can interact with ZOS other than just the command line interface? And what there now is something called Zoe Explorer. And the Zoe Explorer is kind of a takeoff of, of the name File Explorer. And now in one of the windows on, on VS Code, you can have a representation of 
the Z data sets or files that you're working with, access to the job output, and what the new news is in talking about the squad reorg is we have now taken the CLI squad and, you know, I think of it as like, you know, cells dividing. We have now created a Zoe Explorer squad whose sole purpose in life is to take this Zoe Explorer for VS code has been the primary use case, but it doesn't, doesn't necessarily need to limit itself to that IDE for this different way of interacting with ZOS and the files and being able to do a bunch of neat uh, things on the Zoe Explorer to better integrate ZOS development with, visu with Visual Studio. Hmm. So those of you that are interested in Visual Studio and such, there's now a Zoe squad on what do we do new and different to, to expand that IDE's interaction with ZOS. Interesting. Right. So, you, so you would say that it kind of competes with the, hmm, how do I say the, this diplomatically? The, well, I, so this is where I, I often get kind of pulled into some of these IDE debates, and I don't think it competes as much as it's an option, right? I mean, some people like to drive a Ford and some people like to drive a Chevy. Um, to me, this Visual Studio, if, if it works and meets your needs, so be it, right? And that's where, now I'm putting on my IBM hat for a minute, but I'm saying IBM is much of the philosophy of bring your own IDE. We have a commercial offering in the IDE space. Here's an example of where if somebody learned Visual Studio code first, they're comfortable with it. No reason why you can't use it for interacting with ZOS and doing ZOS development. That's probably one of the best ways to put that I've ever heard. Awesome. It's an option. That's excellent. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah. I, you know, that's, and, and that's what to me is cool about the open community is it's, it's all about, I'll say, doing what fits your needs, right? And facilitating, if you remember last time I said, this is a movement, well, the movement has evolved, right? We've gone from CLI <laughs> to now Zoe Explorer. And we're talking about it in a matter of months, right? And there's no shortage of ideas on what else we could be doing with the Zoe Explorer. We're now talking about having Zoe Explorer conformance programs and making it extensible. So in the future, well, we hope to have a Zoe Explorer badge and some of the neat things that you interact with the file or data sets or output or whatever, imagine other contributors getting involved to expand that even more than what we have today. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a conversation that happens often, like you said, where, you know, people don't realize that you don't need to you don't need to argue which IDE is best. They're options, right? Right. Right. That's very cool. Uh, and for the record, I'm more of a Dodge person if we're going to go for Dodge. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I, you, can't, you can't even uh, safely give examples without I, – I should probably put in Toyota. And, uh, Bruce, what's a, um, what's a parallel out in the world now to uh, that 
like a close parallel to Zoe Explorer? Because you said you said it's like a take on the file explorer. So would that be like if I'm in like the Windows environment, I open up an Explorer window? Yeah, or the Mac yeah, window? it's that kind of tree view yeah. that you have on yeah. the you know upper left hand side, and then imagine yeah. you know selecting one or two folders and right yeah. mouse button and be able to do things i to me right the easiest way for your listeners is just to go google zoe and and vs code or whatever or if you're a vso vs code customer um from vs code itself you can go and it um has kind of an app store where you can pull yeah. extensions down just yeah. search, just search zoe and it's pretty easy and straightforward okay. uh, to suck in the extensions now yeah you know you're still if you remember from the last broadcast right you're still making use of rest apis on zos so we're not we're not changing or breaking any of the security processes for calling those REST APIs, all that kind of back-end infrastructure of ZOSMF and calling those APIs and needing to put in a user ID and password, all that stuff still applies. It's, right. it's just now the results that you get back are being used to update the Zoe Explorer display. Right. So, you know, that's what's, it's, it's kind of a clean architecture in that, in that respect. Yeah. To where the CLI is giving you a text-based output of those REST APIs. Here, this is now updating the images that you have on Zoe Explorer to, mm. I don't know, change the icon or give you more options or whatever. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. it's but the, but the the underlying architecture is the things that you are doing on VS Code. At some point, it will channel through ZOSMF. ZOSMF or the API mediation layer of Zoe. Yeah. So yeah, think of this as you know a layer cake, and Zoe Explorer is another layer. You know, kind of side by side with the CLI. Make, right. making use of the Zoe infrastructure. So Gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm sure we could probably link like an architecture if people are interested, you know, to, cause I know that recently I had like an aha moment of, you know, how, how it all works, you know, with some of these different media, with some of these different layers. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That, that's how it, that's, that's how that works with VS code and, and how it connects to the actual mainframe, you know, it's pretty neat. Yep. Um, all right. So that's, that's all things squad. All things squad, yes. So, so the last topic, I'll I'll admit, and this is so you know, uh, full disclosure. It's like those uh, um, information provided is not necessarily the views of the broadcast station or something. The next, oh yeah, the, yeah. So the next topic is a bit of a, a commercial for what okay. for what IBM has done with Zoe. So Oh. So if you don't want to listen to it, end the podcast here and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I won't make it too painful here, but Yeah. Um so zoe.org is where the action is, right? That's where the open source exists. We we still build what's out there and and we have what 
we call the convenience build, which is the executable results of the open source, and people can download that. They can use it, you know, in their shops or whatever. Um, and provided you follow the EPL 2.0 rules, I'm not a lawyer, but consult your lawyer if you're if you're going to do something um, with the commercial use of the Zoe open source. Okay, so the feedback that we got, especially from our enterprise customers, is kind of like, well, gee, all that stuff is cool, but the security police inside my enterprise said, you ain't downloading something from zoe.org that I've never heard of before, mm. and and I don't know, you know, to, to trust that code. So that was that was kind of uh, one uh, one thing that that drove us to the IBM distribution. The other thing was, and I I think I mentioned this before, was Zoe is not only something that IBM and Rocket and Broadcom and others are contributing to. The companies have also said we're going to use that technology in the delivery of our commercial offerings. So think of it as kind of infrastructure for a lot of our products. Well, the product team said, hey, you know, it's a challenge for all of us to go to zoe.org, pull it into our respective deliveries, right? So you got, you know, say you got 12 IBM products that are pre-wrecking Zoe. They all came to us and said, look, it's better to have one distribution of Zoe that we all kind of plug into as opposed to us trying to, to ship 12 instances of Zoe in our respective products. So those two kind of factors drove us to come up with IBM Z distribution for Zoe. So imagine us taking the open source and bringing it and delivering it on IBM Shop Z and that's why I say it's used in two ways. If a customer wants to experiment with Zoe and for whatever reason they can't get it from zoe.org, they can get it from Shop Z, which is IBM's kind of trusted delivery mechanism. It's zero charge, just like the open community is zero charge. But you could go to Shop Z and you could request IBM Z distribution for Zoe to be able to have a trusted site to bring it inside your enterprise and play with it. Understand what this technology is about. So that's, okay. use, that's use case number one. Okay. Use case number two, what you're going to see is a, a series of IBM products that pre-rec IBM Z distribution for Zoe. So when you order an IBM product, think of it as the prereq can be ordered and download also from Shop Z. So you're getting it from IBM, you're uh, along with the commercial offering, and when you're using it as a prereq to an IBM commercial offering, the support of Zoe is included in the support that you get for the IBM product. Okay. All right. So it's like a homologated, federated version. Not, I mean, it's not a version of Zoe. It's just, it's 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 you're providing it through a trusted source through the um, 
I mean, people call it Aqua, but it's like through ZOS Explorer, I guess, if you're on Shop Z, is that correct? I, so, so Zio, um, the ZOS Explorer is an example of, um, uh, uh, it's actually an Eclipse delivery, but you can get that from Shop Z as well. So think of Shop Z as the big right. master catalog of right. for Z customers being able to get this our commercial products and the prereqs for those commercial products. And think of Zoe now, the IBM distribution, just being another entry on that catalog that customers can get. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think I was uh, conflating Zoe and um, the Aqua Explorer. I, you're, it, talking, you're talking about Shop Z, so of course. Right. Now, <laughs> yeah. the, the other little tidbit here is we have IBM support for Zoe when it's part of an IBM product that prereqs it. And it was like, well, there's some customers out there that they're interested in Zoe and they'd like support for Zoe for their in-house use, let's say. So this is the use case where there are some customers out there, I, I call it the do-it-yourself customers, Sure. That they want to write code on top of Zoe, independent of whatever IBM or Rocket or Broadcom might be doing with their commercial offerings. Okay. So there is now a way that a customer or software vendor could say, hey, I want Zoe, but I also want IBM's help in supporting of Zoe. And for that, we're charging for that. So that's where um, we say it's a zero charge PID, but if you want to buy support through IBM, that that is also an option. And when you think about support and Zoe, there's really three options. You can go to the zoe.org. The open mm -hmm. community does its best to issues that are reported in the open community to, to provide fixes, right? That's what we mean by active LTS. If yeah. you find something that's broken, report it to the open community. However, the open community doesn't have a 1-800 number to call and you talk to a human. It's usually through GitHub or Slack or whatever. So some enterprises are nervous because they don't have a human to talk to necessarily through the open community. Right. And I think it was last year, Broadcom, they have a support offering that they uh, market as Brightside. So there was option number one of having a vendor that you could call, right? They charge, right. They charge for it too. And now IBM is the third option in this scenario that you could call IBM and get our support again for fee um, for for the Zoe infrastructure. Mm. Now I have a question. So <clears throat> when um, you know we call you know we call them program temporary fixes. When like I don't know if you, it's the same thing with Zoe, but uh, you know if we fixes or uh, so fixes come out. Ex excellent question, right? Yeah. What what not only we IBM. Oh. But the open community has agreed that, and, and this was something that was significant with the announce of the long-term support release, and darn, 
we should rewind and I would have I, I would have commented on this earlier but in the open community we are supporting the SMPE format for being able to to install the Zoe code so you can go to zoe.org mm-hmm. and not only get the more common I'll say PAX file format but you can now, when we declared long-term support release, we said you can get an SMPE format. It is IBM and Shop Z that is distributing that SMPE format. Okay. And guess what? What we're saying is the fixes that we IBM are doing. Yeah. We're going to do them in the open community, right? The open community is still, I'll say the master copy for all of this. And when we create a PTF, that PTF is going to be available on Zoe.org. It's just also going to be available on shop Z as well. So this is, I'll say unprecedented in that, you know, um, Zoe is built for ZOS customers. I say by ZOS skilled people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, the significant news is the PTF process is going to be done in the open and, and IBM is just a part of that and delivering the code as well as PTFs through the shop Z process. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's okay. So, so for those enterprise customers that maybe there are restrictions, you know, they, they're not able to go to zoe.org. The, they they can take comfort in knowing that they can always go back to Shop Z and then at, at at the drop of a hat they can get the most up to date version of Zoe with any fixes that are out there. Correct. Right. Okay. So okay. So that's a that's a big deal. Okay. I, it it is, and that uh, and again, that's why I needed to go on the Chris and Chris show and get the word out on the significance <laughs> of this. That's very true. Well, we're happy that you uh you, we're happy that you thought of us. Um, <laughs> Now the 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 subscription and the subscription and service. Um, do I need to purchase the subscription and service to to always just to go on Shopsy? Like is that no, uh... no? And 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 there are things on Shopz. I yeah. you know again I'm not a Shopz expert. I do mm-hmm. think you need to be a ZOS customer. You know that has a Z box. I do think Shop Z, you know, I'll, I'll say it's open for everybody, but it's open for people that have Z hardware and, you know, is I'll say a customer of record uh, yeah. of IBM. But there are things on Shop Z that are no charge. And I, I mentioned Zoe. Yep. Um, Node.js follows this same model, right? If you and, and and if you think about it, if you could go to the open community and get it for free, we're just saying you could come to Shop Z and get it for free as well. Now, yeah. there are some IBM code that's out there. Generally, it's code that is a prereq to something else that is technically no charge. So it's not so much that you have to pay anything to get to shop Z and download some of this software, 
But I guess if you say you got to have a Z box, yeah, you had to probably pay for the Z box to be able to get an account on Chop Z. Yeah. But once you're there, there are things that you can download for free. Gotcha. So I know that you can go to the Aqua Explorer, the you know the uh, ZOS Explorer. You can you can download pretty much anything on there. You can't do anything with it unless you have a license key. And, you know? <laughs> yes, and this is where. There may be free downloads, but it may prereq something right. that you you had to buy in the past. Right. So, it, it, you know, do you call the download free? Well, <laughs> you know, it's got like a little uh, footnote. You know, yes. Uh, read the footnotes. Um, all right, but the so I, I'm harping on the not harping, but I'm focusing on the subscription and support because there was one more thing that I had a question on. So. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a customer and I'm paying for the subscription of support. You know, I have an issue with Zoe. I can call up or I can open up a support uh, ticket with, uh, you know, level one, level two, level three support through IBM. And at that point, like, it's just like a normal offering, right? I have a dedicated, you know, there's case management. Yes. People are actively working on it. And then eventually there will be a program temporary fix that will come out specifically for that. But what you're saying is that also that that PTF will get rolled up into the the larger or the the master code base. Yes. That is Zoe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's something I, I I'd say we're we're very focused on is we don't want to have an open source Zoe and an IBM Zoe. We we want one Zoe of which all of the fixes and there's one yeah. master copy, right? Hmm. And, and and just, uh, I guess, to give a preview of some of the things that we're working on in the open community, we are beginning to now, the fact that you've got two vendors that are providing support, we are talking about a conformance program for being a Zoe support vendor, right? Just the fact that we do all agree that there is one Zoe we're talking about having a way to um, check that an instance of Zoe is what I call is genuine, right? Mm -hmm. that, that, that it's not some one-off that has got some code, you know, from someplace other than the open community. And we want other vendors to get involved in the Zoe support business. And the analogy... I think I, I might have mentioned this before. It's like Red Hat and SUSE or Ubuntu or any of the different distributions of Linux. Imagine having something like that for Zoe to where we all agree what's in core and mm -hmm. then we have maybe different extensions that we support, but everybody kind of agrees on what's in core and we recognize each other's instance that a, a customer may have obtained that Zoe core from a number of sources. But as long as it's genuine, it shouldn't matter, right? We should yeah. be able to work with each other to provide the support. Now, now one final question. If there is a um, sort of Broadcom, so if I'm a customer of Broadcom with their, with their subscription and support model, um, and 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 they open up a case 
me as a IBM or even just somebody that's in the open source, I would I will enjoy the benefits of that fix as well, right? I mean, yes, it, it I, works both ways. Yes, and that's okay. that's where again we want. It, it goes back to my statement before: this is a movement, right? We, yeah, we yeah. want everyone to benefit, right? This is for the good of the platform. Um, so you know, if there's a bug that I'll say a, an IBM customer has found. We want to get that addressed just the same way if there's a bug that a Broadcom customer has found or yeah. a member of the open community. Let's get this fixed and, and working for everybody. Right. Mm, that's cool. So, I mean, I, the, your objections could be, well, I'm just going to wait, you know, like I'm going to use this and I'm just going to wait for those fixes to occur. But I mean, if you want something immediately, you know, and if you have some sort of like critical infrastructure problem or something, you know, something other, something else that's critical in nature. It's, it's nice to be able to, you know, pick up the phone or be able to, you know, tr open up a ticket or whatever. And, you know, that it's, that's, that's your fix that's being worked on and you know, it's going to take precedent um, I, and, and will be expedited. Yes. And, and that's, yeah. that's part of what you're buying when yeah. you buy the SNS is I'll say that personalization of of care and support right i mean um so you know there's value there in having that and whether you're a customer or you're a software vendor or something you don't have to go dig around in all the source code repos that are in you know github out in zoe.org you're buying a service that in effect does that for you right Oh, you found yeah. this problem. Let me understand your use case. Oh, let me try to figure out how to get that addressed. That's awesome. So. Well, operators are standing by. So <laughs> use uh, use 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 the coupon code Bruce for um, free yeah. pack of Trident I, gum. Yeah, I was going to say that coupon code <laughs> may not get you a lot, but we'll be happy to talk to you. It'll get you a laugh. Right. Um, hey. Um, Chris, I, I don't have any more questions. I don't know if you have any more questions or, or call or commentary. Um, yeah, I'm sorry if I fire hosed you guys, right? I, I, no, this is great. I, I no, came, this is fantastic. I, I came with a mission, right? Yeah. New news on awesome, Zoe. Right? So. Yeah, you we're, we're working with the rule of three. We had three great, three great topics. And um, what do you say, Chris? You want to call it? Yeah, Bruce, you know what? This has been fantastic as usual. Um, you know, yeah. this is why we had you back. As you can tell, I'm passionate about this. I, I I mean, this this is great for the mainframe. It's great for developers, you know, customers. And there's nothing more fun than hearing from some customer that says, hey, I'm using this piece of Zoe, you know, for and and I'm surprised how often I am surprised of someone saying, hey, I'm using the CLI to do this. You know, th there was something just today that I didn't know you could use the CLI in this way, right? And um, it, it's fun to see the movement get traction, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that everybody's quarantined at home, they got plenty of time to play with code. <laughs> And, and speaking of quarantine, we want to thank everybody again for uh, listening from presumably your homes. Uh, I know it's probably been rough, but we thank you for joining us and 
we hope that you come we hope that you come back to listen for more in the future so uh and yeah, i think that's pretty and everybody wash your hands that's true yeah well no wash your own hands don't wash somebody else's hands that would <laughs> defeat the purpose yeah got it